Hello, and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Huello. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, as the planet prepares for the coming conflict, Dr. Andrew Michaels is focused on one very important aspect of the plan. He is searching for a champion. Good morning and welcome. It's always good to see you and hear from you. I worry sometimes that we don't take the time to talk as much as we should. I know that's funny coming from someone who spends most of their day talking, but we're always talking about, well, technical things, scientific things, but we don't stop and talk about each other, about matters of the heart, for instance. Not that I think you need to discuss your innermost feelings with me. But I don't think you're given the chance to express how you feel about certain things. There are things in life that are important to just you. They may seem frivolous or stupid or silly to everyone else, but... To you it's important, and you not only should, but deserve to express how you feel about something. I know this is a little bit of a break from what we've been doing, trying to save the world from aliens and invasions and discovering new sentient beings all over the planet, the octopus people, the marsupials, the intelligent bees, and the amazing cats, my goodness, highly intelligent cats running loose around this planet. And then where do you come in? You are our champion in this mix. The two of you have been chosen out of all of Earth's combat warriors from around the globe to represent this planet and give us our best shot at winning contest of champions. I know you don't think of yourselves as warriors of this caliber, but you are. You carry with you the knowledge of all of those who trained and taught you. Their hopes and dreams travel with you and the hopes and dreams of the entire human race are with you 
And though at the end of the day it's one person and their fortitude and will to survive, you will be with a team. And this team around you, they are the fiercest warriors their people have to offer. I don't envy you. I don't envy the task that is in front of you. It's never easy going into the jaws of danger, life and death. We all think everything is life and death. Oh, it's life and death if I don't see the new Marvel movie. Or it's life and death if I don't get an ice cream cone before the place closes for the summer. (laughs) We're like that, aren't we? My favorite store is closing. It's life or death. I've got to go there and shop before it closes. This is life or death. That's not really what we're talking about here, is it? No. We're talking about somebody holding a bladed weapon in front of you and that they're going to kill you. You have to use all your skill, determination, and training to keep that from happening. You have to pick the right tactics, the right defense, the right weapon to respond with. Any error in judgment, any split-second decision you make will be a failure. The only thing you can rely on is your training. That is where you are our champion. Instincts, intuition, your reaction times. Yes, they are phenomenal. You are an exemplary example of the human species. But what makes you most deadly in combat is your ability to fall back on your training, your muscle memory, the ability to know how and what and with to respond to a particular attack. You have one advantage. We, as the human race, have one single advantage against these aliens. They have never fought us before. We have knowledge of them. We have ideas from our allies, how they will react, how they will respond, what kind of weapons they carry. Our prior knowledge is so important. They have no prior knowledge of us. Yes, I know. We fight similar styles as the marsupial humans, even the cats. But we are different. We're unique. This is our one chance to one 
up them. Show them up. And use all our advantages against them. Our biggest advantage, whether we want to admit it or not, is surprise. They do not know how you will react in combat. And I dare say, when the time comes, how will you react? Even a timid movement, even a cowardly movement, might be the right movement. If you jump back to observe, if fear grips you, and you run, they might see this as a cowardly thing. It might be those few seconds you're giving yourself to see the lay of the land, to see the battle, to interpret what's going on. It might give you an advantage. Charging headlong into battle is very brave, very courageous, but it's also very stupid. There's a real good chance you can get your head taken completely off in the first few seconds of the combat, not paying attention to your surroundings. And your situational awareness must be perfect. You must take in all factors of your environmental conditions and apply them properly to the situation. I, I don't know where to leave you with this. How do we send you into harm's way like this? All our hopes, all our dreams on your shoulders and stand back and watch from mission control. Watching the bravest soldiers of our generation standing before giants, hoping David and Goliath plays out again for our benefit, for our survival. It's a very selfish proposition, isn't it? When you think about it. But then you think, what about someone like Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin? We think sometimes we could imagine what they were going through, what their minds were thinking. All these thoughts all of this coming down to them landing the Apollo 11 moon lander in a flat, safe place two men with contact with the rest of the world a computer that was so slow it started overloading Command stick, one window, one rocket. And they made it work. And everything.
everyone wants to know what was going through your mind. What was going through your mind? What was going through your mind? I've watched over 50 years of interviews with Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. And it always comes up what was going through your mind. Oh, what must have been going through your mind? Oh, what you must have thought. What were you thinking at that moment, at this moment? What were you thinking? I don't know if NASA planned it that way or if it was just demanded by the situation. But the only thing going through their minds was what's next on the checklist? 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 I didn't have much time to look around and enjoy my surroundings. I had to think about the next task, the next job at hand, the next experiment, the next thing on the checklist. We had crowded these two wonderful men's minds with enough information to overload a primitive computer. They themselves were our living computers, our living database, our living portable laptop computer. We had packed their minds with so many checklists and redundant commands. They had to constantly think about the next step, the next step, the next step. And the whole idea was, this is all you have to do, and it'll keep you alive. Keep with the program, keep following the checklist, keep yourself alive. That's all you have to deal with. One over arching command comes through in every single procedure they had. Stay alive. Get your ass back home in one piece. Stay alive. I don't think we think of these early moon launches this way we think of them as moments of discovery, moments of exploration, moments of great human triumph. But in reality, they were actually great moments in human survival. Everything about going to outer space is about killing the human being, killing the human spirit. Everything that can harm a biological body, the cells that make up a human being, are destroyed by every aspect of being in the reaches of outer space. Super hot, super cold, 
many different forms of radiation. Lack of air, lack of breathable anything, and an atmosphere that makes your blood boil. We forget that the astronaut's main job is not exploration and discovery, being our champion as it was, his main job, the job that keeps him busy 24-7, is staying alive. Every person sitting in front of a monitor in Houston at Mission Control, regulating monitoring, checking, adding, subtracting, figuring, studying, everything they do is meant to keep those men alive, keep them in working order, keep that ship moving, keep them alive. It is a game of survival. From the minute the rocket takes off until they hit the ground and the frogmen have to do their job and make sure everything works out perfectly. I don't think we think of it that way. I think we think of it as a great launch. A perfect orbit. A perfect mission. Rocks discovered photos taken, movies, famous words, famous things, the flag being raised, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, Buzz Aldrin taking communion on the ground of another planet, the forethought of someone to carry their personal religion and be the first one to perform a religious act on the surface of another planet. We, we don't think about this, do we? The consecration of another planet by one man in his forethought, one man in his wise words, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong were amazing individuals, amazing Americans, but more than that, they were amazing human beings. Neil Armstrong's son tells a story where his father and many astronauts did this. They would hold up their thumb, and just with their thumb, you could block out the moon or in this case, the earth. And in that one moment, as he raised up his hand, and he blocked out the earth with his thumb, all he saw, all that he saw in the entire vastness of the universe was the black darkness of space, the emptiness 
of everything between our oasis and the rest of the stars. And he kept his mind in that thought, in that moment, in that one special second of time. His perception of the universe, his perception of the glory of life, the glory of our giant blue marble, how fragile an oasis, how unique this island earth is. And he found a moment of connection with the universe to feel the universe, the size, the stature, the grandeur, the immense proportions, the immense knowledge of everything coming together, the moment a man holds his thumb up and blocks out all that he knows, all that he's ever known, with the imprint of his thumb Can you think about that for a moment? Everyone he had ever known, every place he had ever been, every experience he had ever had, blocked out by the moving of his thumb. And that's life, and that's death. Life is so fragile, so fleeting, such a spark of flame in a moment in time and in a tiniest instant of a thumb coming down on an ember. Life can be wiped out in a second, wiped clear of all reality forever. It's your job as our champions to remember there's nothing more important on this entire planet with all our hearts carrying you. Nothing is more important than keeping you two alive. It's our job. Every person who sharpens a blade, manufactures a bullet, oils your gun, checks every nut and bolt, and fastens every connection on your armor, even the people who helped tie your shoes that day. It's our job to keep you alive. It's your job to stay alive. I know I wax on so much about these things, and I try to get you to think. But 
Life isn't a game, and life isn't some chance gift, some divine wind blown across the bow of your ship, and suddenly you're alive. Oh, I'm alive. Life is a privilege. Life is a small burning ember. Once the fuel's gone, it's burned up and it's gone. You need to burn as brightly as you can. You need to use every ounce, every drop of energy in your mind, body, and soul and keep the ember of your soul alive. And if you do, you will win. You will be our champion. Your job is not to win. Your job is to survive. I hope this helps you. I'll let you get back to your training. And I hope you have a good day. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Remember to stay tuned for the next installment of this story coming soon. When you have a moment, please take the time to rate and review this podcast. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash The theme song Atlantis is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardohuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.